Welcome to Spirit for Success, a podcast for kick-ass ladypreneurs with spirit, smarts, sass, and style who want to succeed at business, life, and love with ease and grace. Want to see what other fabulousness we have in store for you? Go to spirit, the number four, success.com. That's www.spiritforsuccess.com. Now to your kick-ass and sparkly host, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Hi, this is Rach. And this is Therese. And welcome back to the podcast. We have got uh, something really interesting today in that if this has been a topic that has come up for us just in the last, well, in the last 24 hours and then some, and it's all about the coulds, shoulds, woulds, and how it impacts our ability to get where we want to go. Also looking at where we have this perception of what we think we want, but is it really what we want? So, Teresa, I'm going to throw it over to you because you've been getting a whole bunch of stuff on this this morning. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to let you loose. Tell us about it. Okay. Um, try. I've been trying to pull out of my brain where it came from, and they're saying it didn't come from your brain. It was a download. <laughs> so, um, it, <laughs> even though I can't identify personally where I'm experiencing it right now, I can guarantee that I am experiencing this somewhere because we all do. Because what's happening is with the the shoulds, woulds, coulds, these are perceptions from our critical mind that are telling us that to achieve X, you have to get you know, you have to go through a certain path and it's basing it off what it thinks it sees somebody else doing. And one of the great examples our team gave us this morning was talking about how when we see what someone else is, someone else has, what we're seeing are the tips of the icebergs, right? We're seeing this beautiful top and, Ooh, I want that. I want that career. I want to be able to have that kind of money and that kind of freedom. Drive that car. Mm-hmm. Have that, you know, notoriety. That fame. Be well known in my field for that. So that's what we're seeing is the end result. What we're not seeing is the 90% of effort, work, and experience that went into getting to that point. An example that they gave us, a really random example, but I kind of like it, was <laughs> the idea of like wanting a yacht. Like I want to own a yacht. We think that this is the end point we want. And we're telling the universe, it's got to be a yacht. I got to own a yacht. That's what I want. Yeah. So we're closing down the energy really small. We're not allowing them to say, well, <laughs> you might think you want a yacht, but really and truly, you know, it's this extended vacation on a fancy boat that you want. Hell yes, yeah, sign me up for yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got this, this, so this person who wants the yacht has this very limited, narrow field. And then they get it, right? They get it and they realize, holy crap, I don't actually want this because a lot of responsibility comes with owning the boat. What they want was what they see someone else having, which is this incredible time on this boat, experiencing it, feeling it as if they, as if they own it, but they don't really want to. Yeah, like we're talking about... Um- We've talked about this before, but you've brought up the the shit sandwich. So it's not knowing what shit sandwich comes with the beautiful package Mm. of this thing that we think we want. So like with the yacht, you know, the shit sandwich is obviously the maintenance. 
the you know things that can go wrong, the reasons why you can't go out today because of the weather, blah blah blah. So the the fact that you have to find a place to store it because a yacht doesn't go in your garage. Yeah. You, know, you have to you have to rent space at a marina, and you know depending on the size of it, and then you have to have a crew that you. I mean, it's a yeah, it's yeah. an investment. Not that I know personally yet. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't no. think I'm I'm a bit on the, the universe's side. I don't want to own a yacht, but hey, I'd quite happily no. go on one. As long as it's not choppy seas, I'm not a fan of that. But you no, know, calm waters, somewhere tropical. Hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, or having a, a really good friend who has a yacht. Yes, that would be nice. there you go. That works for me. They have the shit sandwich. I just come and enjoy it. Exactly. So what we're saying is that the shit sandwich, which uh, is a, a term that we got from Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big oh, Magic, but the shit sandwich, and I love it, is the, the stuff that inevitably comes with the good thing that you have to do. You have to get through this. You have to experience the responsibility to get the, the end point. And that, that lives below the water surface. It's part of the iceberg that's deeper down that you don't see like the truth behind it. Mm. You know, it's like, um, if we, let's bring it back to, I mean, we're speaking to a bunch of ladypreneurs. So let's look at that. I mean, we, as entrepreneurs, we look at other entrepreneurs who had these amazing businesses, laptop, laptop lifestyles. They're Mm -hmm. traveling around the world, but let's, let's be real about that. What does it come with? Now, for me, I know that that means that because I'm behind my laptop a lot of the time or behind my phone, I'm not getting as much exercise as I could be. I'm you know, at least not as much now, but I'm still working, you know, five or sometimes six days a week. And there are times where it feels quite lonely because I'm on my own at home. So those are some of my shit sandwiches. That said, I'm quite happy to accept those because realistically, I don't have to trudge on the train to my job and be restricted and constricted by somebody else's timelines. And I do work that actually means something to me. So I'm willing to accept those. So that is the the high point of the um, iceberg. The lower, another low point of it is that there's a lot of behind the scenes work that you don't see when people are advertising their coaching packages or, or whatever their entrepreneurial business is. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that has to go on, that has to get done. And in the beginning, you're doing it yourself, yeah. unless you have the most. I don't incredible... have slaves. No slaves. Damn it. I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So there, you know, there's work. It was really interesting as I had a conversation with somebody this morning and we were talking about coaching, being coaches and that, you know, it's really popular right now. You, I I see it all over my Facebook feed and partly it's because I'm signed up to so many different coaching Mm -hmm. programs and I have a lot of coaching friends and so I see all this coaching stuff and they and it sounds so good right the the pull to it is like oh yeah that sounds I like that but I gave it a try and I realized it didn't fit my lifestyle Mm. it it really didn't I have two small kids I also have my art business I that I have to be able to give equal attention to or at least try to give equal amounts of attention to. And I found that I could not extend so much time to one person, you know, like guarantee them Mm. that I can give them this much time. I'm better at one and done type things. It's like, (laughs) we'll we'll keep meeting up, right? But as far as following you around 
and and having that uh, open door thing, I couldn't quite do it. And then she was saying that she had a lot of clients who were coaches that she noticed were overbooking themselves. That the reality was that if you're going to be a coach and do all the steps that that are part of the program and make you feel good about being a, a coach she felt that having more than three clients a month was stretching yourself to the point of exhaustion. And so we got into talking about that. It was, you know, the the people had these would, should, could expectations that they have 10 clients a month, Mm. you know, that they're working through. Yeah. Or the the expectation that they have to, you know, work in the hours that their clients are available. It's like, well, no, I mean, that's part of the journey really is getting to that place of going, no, these are my hours. These are the hours I'm willing to work. And if my clients can't work with me in those hours, then maybe they're not the right fit for me. Right. And being able to let that go, that was the biggest lesson for, in fact, it's a big lesson for a lot of coaches in the beginning is being able to let go, let go of clients who are not completely aligned. And that includes with your time availability. But there is this idea out there because there is so much training and it is kind of the hot uh, career to make right now, that there is a right way to do it. <laughs> There's a right way to be a coach. There's a successful way to be a coach or an entrepreneur even. And there, so that creates the would, should, could path. And from spirit's perspective, they're just kind of shaking their head and like tilting it to one side like, oh man, she's missing her path because she's trying to do so-and-so's path. Mm. Well, the same way they do. It'll get the same results in, in a shorter space of time because you haven't seen the full timeline. And so what the messages from from spirit energy that we're getting is that you really have to trust that they see what you want and they know better. They can see from their perspective that the yacht isn't what you want. It's the time on the yacht. The experience. The fun part of the yacht, which is spending time out on the water, mm. you know, with a boat, having a crew with you and feeling that sense of luxury when really the act of actually having a yacht is not something that you're into. Definitely. And they're like, trust us, something, the right, the right alignment is coming. There's a lot of resistance to the trust. And the one way you can tell is, and it's very simple, it's so simple, it's almost deceptively simple, is does this feel good or not? Mm. That's it. Yep. But we are at a place where a lot of people either don't trust feeling good, like the feeling good does not associate safety to them. No. They, they're, they're like two different realms, right? There are some people who are on the fence who have compartmentalized it. Like they know that if they feel good with a partner in a relationship, then they're on the right track, but they don't mm-hmm. trust it in other areas like around money or around career. Mm. You know what I mean? So they've compartmentalized it. And then there are people like us who are starting to get, we're starting to get, it's all the same. That is the big gut check right there. Does it feel good or not? Can I trust that, you know, I can take time off today if I need to? Like, you know, Rach and I, we were debating before we recorded this podcast. (laughs) Um, One thing that we've done really right is this business. And we really do check in with, does this feel good or not? I'm taking us off the hook. We showed up like we said we would. But if we show up with low energy and no ambition to record it, we're not going to force it. Mm. Actually, I wanted to bring that up is because, you know, that's the way that we're starting to do almost everything Yeah, is that um, feeling of trust. So as a as an example, this is something that's happened to me in the last month. I started with a statement that just basically said, 
I don't know how, but something miraculous, mind-blowing, amazing and bigger than me is happening now and I love it. Now, I had no idea what that was going to bring to me, but it was like me putting my hand up to the universe and saying, you know what, I'm ready, I'm willing to be a channel for something, hook me up, let's go, let's do this. So within a couple of weeks, I was led to developing my own technique, which has been mind-blowing on so many levels. I got it. It was amazing. I used it on some friends, taught them how to use it, and they got some fantastic and very, very quick results. Yeah. And then I thought, you know what? Okay, the intuition was, let's run a training. My critical mind goes, well, let's do a training, but let's have, you know, 10 people because that's a safe number. That's doable. That's realistic. And... I thought, okay, and I used my technique to get rid of all the fears and all the beliefs around it, and then I just actively started sharing it. I had, this is after three weeks when I eventually ran the training, I ended up with 39 people in the training, and the last two came in on the morning of the training. That was me getting out of my way. Like, right Literally, before. I was <laughs> finishing the last call as I was supposed to start the training. It was ridiculous. But that was trusting in it. I, after I got way past the 10, I'm like, you know what? I take the limits off it. Whoever is supposed to be in this training, let the training and let my words connect with them and allow them to come through. And whoever's meant to be lining up for the next training, fantastic. I trust in that. So I know that the next training will happen somewhere around the four to six week mark, but I'm trusting that the it'll feel right when I'm ready to start putting it out there. And that's how we're doing this whole business. And it's been the easiest way to build business mm-hmm. ever ever seriously this this business is like our we started it sort of like um the way that we're running it was a test ground it was kind of like oh yeah, yeah. oh let's yeah play let's with try this. it let's just try it let's just say let's see if what if the, what they're saying holds water you know what i mean <laughs> we'll see <laughs> <laughs> because of course just like any other you know intelligent human being we're like you know we want to Test it. We want to prove it to us. We want us. to prove That's- it. Yeah, prove it. That's right. We need the proof. Show us the money. <laughs> and one of the, th- <laughs> one of the things that as it's proving to be true continuously, constantly, every time. Mm. Oh, my God. I just lost the point. Oh, Is us showing up. Proving to be yeah, true. We're just showing up. We show up and whatever we're inspired to do is we're trusting in that that's what's meant to happen, like today's podcast. We weren't sure where we were going with it. Yes. And I'm getting the message. The message keeps becoming clear. Now, look where you're compartmentalizing it. Look where you're not trusting it. Can't Why now that we've proven to you that this is how it works, see where you're not using it. Add it there. Can you trust it there? Can you trust it around your money? Mm. Can you trust it around your children? Can you trust it in your relationships? Can you trust it that that it will show up when it's supposed to. And it's not the same as magical thinking. It's really not, which I want to put out there because that is something I've heard my whole life. I've been always cautioned, <laughs> you know, and I, and I, be realistic. <laughs> yes, I, I am. I do like magic. I'm a magical person. You know, I like the fairies, the sparkles, the glitter. Mm, so sparkles. I understand why I've been cautioned against this my whole life, but it's not the same as like, I'm going to, it's not, I'm taking my hands off the wheel and I'm not doing anything and it's just going to come to me. It's very much being guided and trusting that what feels good is in alignment. That's different. Mm. 
Yeah, it's that image of, and this is what I bring myself back to any time that I try to control the outcome. <laughs> and I still have my moments, Therese still picks me up on it. But it's like you're in the navigator seat and the universe is actually doing the driving because they know exactly where what needs to happen. But you sit in the navigator seat and go, right, well, I need. we want to go here. Mm-hmm. We want to get to this particular place. And then the driver knows exactly the shortcuts, knows the terrain better than you. It's kind of like being in a taxi where you're in a country that you don't actually don't know at all. You just tell the driver where you need to go and he or she knows exactly how to get there, the quickest way to get there, how to avoid the potholes, mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. It's when we when we try to control it, it's like us who doesn't know the terrain grabbing the wheel and trying to drive the car and end up going into slamming into a wall, <laughs> running into a pedestrian. We make the the journey more traumatic and dramatic than it needs to be. Right. So let go of the fucking wheel. <laughs> let the universe drive, damn it. Exactly. Just focus on the map and say, this is where I want to go. Take me there. Keep telling, keep stating your intention. Keep giving the directions. You know, that that is what our job is. Keep, you know, keep showing up saying, I want to go this way. Because some days you might show up and be like, I don't want to go that way anymore. Now I want to go this way. Mm-hmm. And it's totally fine it's totally cool it's not like the universe was like um excuse me but this whole time you've been driving this way and now you want me you want to do what (laughs) yeah there's no judgment there so but knowing you're part of it helps it move along easier Mm. when you're trying to look at the map and drive that's a hot mess (laughs) you know (laughs) and not in a good hot mess not a good way And Rachel makes such a good point because it is about consistency. Just because we show up with ease and grace in this partnership that we have together doesn't necessarily mean that we're showing up with it everywhere yet. (laughs) It's conscious. It's a conscious effort. It's a work in progress. To do it and adding conscious. So consciousness is a present activity. You can't just be a one Mm. and done. Be like, I was conscious yesterday. So, you know, it's good. I'm good. (laughs) No. It's like going to the gym and saying, well, I've done my exercise for the rest of my life in one hour. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. If you want to build the muscle, you have to exercise it daily. It's the same thing. Consistency. Yes, it really is a a consistent activity. Part of that is letting go of the perception that you know best, Mm. right? The critical mind thinks it knows best. The ego lives there, lives with the critical mind, thinking it knows best because it's scanning the, you know, it's scanning the surface. It's seeing what's there. It's putting two and two together. And it's like, well, duh, this is how it all works. So that's how we're going to do it. That's how we have to do it. But when we do that, we're limiting energy. We're limiting energy in ourself and we're limiting the ability to receive energy and open up. A lot of times when I do readings on people, especially when we're looking at career and wealth, I see usually an image that's along the lines of looking at a giant house with 10 doors, but only one door is open. Mm-hmm. And they're asking for a big package of energy. And it's kind of like the universe shows up as like a UPS driver, right? It's got the brown truck, (laughs) pulls up with this giant package, but it can't get it into this house because only one fucking door is open. And Actually, less than that. It's just the mail slot. The, door, the door's not even open. It's just a little bit of a slot because they go, well, we'll see. We'll just sit back here. We're just going to see from here, maybe. Exactly. So from their perspective, they're writing you a little slip. We'll be back tomorrow, right? And then the truck pulls away <laughs> because it can't deliver. We'll wait till you're ready. can't deliver the package. So it's our job to, you know, if you only have your, your mailbox open, then practice opening the door, which is I'm allowing space for the universe. 
That's it. That's mm. really it's that clean of a message. That was um, and I don't know if we've talked about it before, but that was certainly the the information that came through from our team in spirit that Therese gave me earlier in the, earlier in the year, and that was part of this using this new statement. I can't remember where I, I read that statement. I read it in a book somewhere. That whole you know, I don't know how, but something miraculous, mind blowing, amazing, and bigger than me is happening now. Some book. So if I find it, I'll let you know what it is. But I got it from a book. After Therese had given me the direction to on my wall where I've got my all of my intentions and my goals are all put on on colored bits of paper and they're on the wall so I can see them in the morning and I can see them at night. And the thing about us A-type personalities and go-getters is we get very focused on that goal and its fruition and getting it into our lives, but we don't allow that space. So the little trick that, that Therese gave me was to put colored pieces of paper on the wall that had nothing written on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the intention behind those was to create space for the, the universe to bring in miracles and surprises and bonuses and rewards, things that I can't even fathom from my perspective in my human life, whereas the universe can see what's possible. Yeah. So by having those up there, that meant that I was creating space around my goals for something miraculous, mind-blowing, amazing, and bigger than me to come in. Mm-hmm. And it did. Yes. I lined up to it. I allowed it. I trusted it. And this is the <laughs> the tiger's tail that I'm now holding on to going, wow, this is a wild ride. Oh, my God. And how cool. Yeah, it's true. It's true. She really did. I mean, I was there for the whole process and you, I got to witness her expanding she was just making space. And I remember in the beginning, it was like, oh, she she would do it. She would make some space and then she'd feel a clench, like the the mind wanting to pull back. And we and I would joke with her. I'd be like, you got to put another post-it up on the wall. <laughs> and another one. And she and would. <laughs> and it was like for every one you think you should put up, put three more up. You know, she constantly like was flexing this muscle of it was like, in fact, it was creating flexibility in herself. It was very mm. much creating yeah. a an ability to flex and create more openness in her life. And look what came. And it's really true. It was, it wasn't this five year window. It was less than a month actually. Within, yeah. Less than a month. Like within a couple of weeks I was led to stuff mm-hmm. and I just allowed myself to follow the process. It felt good mm-hmm. to read this. It felt good to come up with this technique. It felt good to start using it. It felt good to run the first training. It feels good to have done the first training and be helping people and starting on the practitioner training. All of this feels good, but logically the mind goes, it can't happen this quick. So let's just for the sake of people listening, let's go back to right before you started putting the post-its up. Would you would you go back to her mm-hmm. and could she have fathomed what you birthed forth? Oh God, no. No way did I see this coming. It no. just wasn't on it wasn't on any of my post-it notes. It wasn't on my radar that I could even possibly come up with a technique that actually made massive amounts of difference in like rapid, we're talking within seconds and minutes type shifts. This is to me that is that's why it's so mind blowing. But it wouldn't have been as mind-blowing if I didn't specifically ask for something that was miraculous and mind-blowing. See, there you go. And that's the—that's what I love about this because the critical – I was basically saying, you know, the critical mind goes, well, how is that possible? So the beginning of the statement is I don't know how. Yes. Which gives the critical mind that little piece that goes, oh, well, you're, you're right. I don't know how. And it leaves the rest of it alone. It's freaking it does. awesome. And, and we've talked about this before on the podcast when I went through my upheaval. I, mm. I use that statement as well, which is I don't know how. I just know mm-hmm. 
I'm going to be okay. So you can see it's not just about trying to um, like create an awesome new technique or, or a thing. Sometimes it's just about like being okay with where you're at and creating safety, creating a sense of peace and, and alignment. Mm. I don't know how I just know. Blah, blah, blah. And then create, Exactly. But, and then, or creating the space. It's really, as you can see here, it's really quite simple. And what she created, yes, she had, um, you know, everything in her life led her to be able to make this, but was she consciously aware of that? No. Mm-mm. And was it a, a long process of you formulating, well, I'm going to do so, I'm going to make something that's a thing that's going to do things for other people. Nope. No, nope. All she did, she didn't need any of that was not in her control. They had it ready for her. They All they needed her to do was make room, open those doors up, make the house bigger so they can get this big ass package in. <laughs> and get out of my own freaking way. Right. So it's like, you know, it's like when you hear the little, the, the cosmic doorbell, you want to open the doors as wide as uh, you can. And then some. Right. So if you are working on manifesting and you find that you're only getting a little bit forward, but not a lot. It's like when you go for bigger things and they're not coming in, it's not because the universe hasn't delivered. They've delivered. Okay. The the notes (laughs) on your door, it's saying, open your fucking door so I can get this in. (laughs) Right. I'm making other deliveries. I'll be back. So all you have to do is just relax into it. Come to it every day. Realize when there's resistance, you actually need to give it more space. Mm hmm. Because right when you're about to get something, resistance will come at you hard. Oh, yes. And it's actually a good sign. It's a really good sign. It means you're about to do it. You're about mm. to get what you want. But you've got to face this one last battle of resistance. So instead of backing off, you give it more post-its. Instead of like, yeah, okay, more I'll, spice. I'll, exactly. Instead of one post-it, you give it five. You're like, no, I'm <laughs> really going to give it the space. And then... Walk away, take a break, live your life, go, you know, do, go for a walk, have a juice. Do what feels good. Do anything else than try to make it happen. Yeah. Trying is kind of, it's that struggle energy. And I think we're all used to, you know, the, the old paradigm of, you know, create a goal, action, 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 you know, it won't be successful unless I take lots of action or it won't work unless I take lots of action. It's an old paradigm. So the, the way to do business now to really, really succeed on all levels is to create this space. So if we can boil it down, like this whole conversation, boil yes. it down to some, some, some specific points. Five points. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's try that. Let's see if we can get to five points. (laughs) (laughs) So point number one, you know, get clarity about what you want. Yeah, intention. But it doesn't have to be, yeah, intention. So it doesn't have to be, I want to own a yacht. It's like, well, hang on a second. What do I actually want that for? Well, I want the experience of, you know, the freedom of having the, the being able to go on a boat and have an amazing journey. We all know what that is. This is one. What do you want to feel? Mm. Right. What do you want to feel? How do I want to feel when I get what I get? Right. So go into I'm on the yacht and I feel amazing because I feel free and I feel um, relaxed and joyful and fun, excited and whatever the feelings are that that's the thing you've got to identify because that is what the universe is bringing to you is things that match that feeling. Yep. And then step number two, create space. And then we mean seriously create huge amounts of space. Now, so the physical things that which we've already talked about that you can do. One, I've got all of my goals, my themes, um, the things that I want to 
focus on mastering this year. They're all on what looks like post-it notes on my wall in my bedroom. And then I've created space by adding a whole bunch of post-it notes that have zero writing on it and their intention is to create space. So that's part one. Part two is literally the statement, I don't know how, Mm -hmm. but... And then you can finish that however you want. You can line up for something miraculous, mind-blowing, amazing and bigger than you to come in. Or it can just be miraculous, mind-blowing and amazing to happen to me, for me, in my life, however you want to put it. But have a statement that you have somewhere that's like that, that helps you to just in the, the moment where you're going, I don't know what, blah, 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 stuff's happening, not sure, fear, anxiety, to step back and just say that statement while breathing slow and deep and know that somehow, some way, that's coming to you. Another thing you can do if you, you know, the post-it example is great because it's a good visual, but let's say you're somewhere where you realize that you need to expand. You need to give yourself space. What I want you to do is... Take a deep breath and hold your arms out wide. I don't care where you are if you're lying at Starbucks. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know what? Screw it. This is for you. Do it in the moment. But just the act of opening your arms wide opens your energy. It really literally does. So you're opening your arms wide and you're thinking to yourself, I'm making more space for the universe to give me what I want. Mm. Another one is see the, the house with the 10 doors and start opening more doors. That's in the form of that. That's probably point three is taking action, certain actions, not every action. That's the thing, though. This is where you really listen to your intuition and go, which action feels good and easy to me right now? Not every action is going to feel good and easy. They're not the ones you want to take. You want to take the action, which is opening all these doors that feels good and feels easy in the moment. And it be whatever it is today might be different tomorrow. You just keep taking the best feeling action. And that leads me to the next point, which is consistency, doing it. Number four. Number four is doing it every day as many, or as often as to every day as you can. Understanding that yes, what you did yesterday gave you momentum, but it's not enough. If you're going to change the shape of your body, you don't work out one time and it's changed. You work out. Damn it. You, I don't, we I, wish. <laughs> we wish, but until we can figure that one out. It right now it is shrink ray <laughs> shrink ray several times a week is is good that's yeah. good consistency doing it daily well you know when it comes to the body depends on what it is exactly but but the point is that every day we're consciously focusing focusing on focusing awesome expand <laughs> what on. is that <laughs> that sounds really dirty focusing on expanding. <laughs> We can start a new language. <laughs> folk and expand. It's like, it sounds like a swear word. Don't you folk with me. Sorry. Continue. It's like I, 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 like I live in the Netherlands. Like folk and expanding. <laughs> uh, now we've got a point five or do we kind of cover it in four? No. So consistency and then five would be trust, right? Uh, so yes. trust that what you've done is enough. Yes, and trust in the journey. That's the biggest thing. Like this is not about, there's no race to the finish line. Uh-uh. There's no big, massive, awesome present at the end. It's actually, if you if you think of it that way, you're missing out on the magic and the amazingness that comes every single day, every day. Yeah, it's true. The, the UPS deliveries are daily, right? The, the package, 
wasn't just um, for H. It wasn't just doing the training. It was getting the idea. That was part of the, that was one package was, was fun. The idea. And then the idea of the training and then doing the training and then more stuff is coming. She's got a package every day coming to her as she expands. Yeah, tell me about it. And so will you. <laughs> Highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun, but again, it comes with its own shit sandwich, just like anything. We can sit here, I can talk about how awesome it is, but hey, there is a level of it that comes with a shit sandwich. Now for me, that is I'm testing and creating a whole new technique that nobody, I've got no one else to go to apart from my team that can tell me how this technique works and how to do it right and how not to do it right. So I'm learning through trial and error. Some things are working well and other stuff I'm going, huh, I guess I need to put a process in to protect me from that. Yep, absolutely. So just like anything, it's the acceptance and trust in knowing that, you know what, this is bigger than me. I've got everything I need in order to be able to do this work. I've got all the resources and assistance I need to support me in doing it, and I do, and it's showing up without me even having to think about it. But that's because I'm in such a level of trust and I'm consistently moving forward with this. I'm not stopping myself. I'm going with it. And I'm consistently creating more space for the universe to bring in the next piece, to show me the next piece of the puzzle without worrying about where it's going. Do I have it all? No, it's still coming. But I'm not worried about that. I know it's going to come in its own time. This business, this technique is its own entity and it has its own growth rate and I'm not trying to force it. And that's the beautiful thing. When you don't, it grows naturally. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that what they've been telling us this whole time? No. Yeah, we heard you. We get it. <laughs> Promise. Yay. Well, I feel like that was really good. Now, I just want to share this again that when we – before we started this podcast, we weren't even sure we had a podcast in us today. <laughs> but we tr- we went into trust. We went into, okay, let's just uh, let's take it one step. Instead of trying to go all the way to the finish line, we baby stepped it in today. And I think we just hit this one out of the park, if I do say so myself. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take that on. We did it. Yeah, we did well. We did good. <laughs> all right. So we did. We did. I'm very, very happy with that. So thank you all for joining us once again. We've really enjoyed doing this podcast for you. We'd love it if you could give us a little bit of iTunes love if you're on iTunes and give us a review and, um, you know, share it around so that more people can gain from any wisdom that we share from ourselves and from our team and spirit because it is meant to help you. That is the point of us doing all this. Plus, we just have fun doing it. <laughs> That's the, the yeah. biggest part. <laughs> all right. So until next time, relax. We, we got, got this. this. Thanks for listening to the show. We loved having you. Come join our kick-ass community on Facebook. It's called Kick-Ass Sparkly Ladypreneurs Unite. To get all the latest from Rach and Therese, go to www.spirit4success.com. Again, that's spirit4success.com. Until next time, relax. We got this.